I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. A cycling race is on our radar today for our GeoQuiz. Not the Tour de France. This one isn't such a well-known race yet. We're talking about the Tour of the DRC, as in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Nine cycling teams are competing, including riders from Tanzania, Rwanda, and Congo. The race course is about 500 miles long. One highlight will be when the riders negotiate the crowded and chaotic streets of the capital, Kinshasa. But what we want to know is where did the race start? Here are your clues. This Congolese city is on the banks of the Congo River, and it's the DRC's biggest seaport. And while the Tour de France has the steep Pyrenees midway through the race, the cyclists in the Tour de DRC get slammed with hills on day one. That's because the city we want you to name is built on steep hills. Okay, you get a bit of time to come up with that. We'll be back with the answer later in the program. This is PRI. In a couple of weeks, a tour to France, and it'll be interesting to see how this year's tour goes, given the Lance Armstrong doping scandal. Hopefully one of cycling's newest competitions won't be tainted with any doping scandals. I'm referring to the tour of the DRC, which got underway this week. Teams of cyclists from nine countries are racing their way around the Democratic Republic of Congo. The tour of the DRC is on the radar of journalist Philip Gurevich. And Philip, that's in part because a couple of years ago you went deep into Rwandan cycling culture for a New Yorker article you wrote. ESPN isn't covering the tour to DRC yet, so as best as you can from New York, set the scene for us. What stage is the race at and where did the riders start? The riders started in the town of Matadi, which is near the Atlantic coast of Congo. And it's a a race that's supposed to go for 11 days uh, with nine stages over a total of about 900 kilometers going into the capital, Kinshasa, which should be a wild scene. It's one of the chaotic cities of the earth, which is part of the uh, the excitement of this race, I think. Matadi, that's the answer to the geo-quiz today. So who's participating, and do any of these mostly African countries have strong traditions of cycling? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, if you look at the history of Congo, uh, one, one of the ways that it got colonized uh, or, or, or massively exploited in the late 19th century was the craze for rubber-tired bicycles in, in Europe and the United States and the rubber plantations there. So, uh, you know, basically, these are deeply entwined histories. And uh, the bicycle is the main form of transport for for many, many, many Africans across the continent. And uh, there have been basically wherever their bikes, their bike races. Now, organizing that into a uh, cycling is something that's evolved over the last decades. Um, and there are some some very established races. Uh, the Tour de Rwanda is one of them. This is the first time that Congo's doing it. It was supposed to start yesterday. I gather it started today in Matadi. The prime minister came. There was a big festival of all sorts of dignitaries and notables who came. Uh, they set off on the race. And a Rwandan actually won the first stage today. Did the Congolese have to pave any roads especially for this race? Because that that's not very evident in Congo, is it? No. And, you know, what I'm hearing is that uh, it's very evident that they didn't. You know, it sounds like uh, it's going to be quite an adventure, a very scrappy race. It's likely to be uh, a lot. (laughs) Well, they're going to go through a lot of tires. (laughs) It will be extraordinary to see how they manage to control traffic and, and crowds in Kinshasa, where stopping the city is going to be even for a few miles at a time is going to be quite an adventure. In the midst of several conflicts that are on low boil right now, after more than 15 years of bloody fighting and government corruption constantly in the background, why is Congo hosting a bicycle race? Uh, They say in order to uh, improve their international image. Uh, It's being described as the race for unity. 
it's being described as uh, they're putting a million dollars from the national budget into it. And one thing I did pick up is that the prize money is very high by African standards. Seven thousand bucks for first place. You know, that's a lot. There's a lot of incentive for people to ride like hell. Um, but obviously, the best way to improve Congo's international image would be to get a legitimate government that did things for its people and um, got control of its national territory. Philip, you've been working on a book in which the Rwandan cycling team kind of plays a, a part. Why do you feel so strongly about cyclists from Rwanda? Well, the book I'm working on is really about living with the aftermath of the Rwandan genocide, uh, which is obviously all present in all aspects of uh, life there but also about how people get on with it and the next generation. And one of the things that struck me about this team is its star rider, who appeared actually at the Olympics in London last year and rode, is uh, a, a genocide survivor. Many of the others have completely different backgrounds. They're Hutus and Tutsis. They're from all over the country. Uh, they're young kids, mostly from very poor backgrounds who would have no opportunity. Her seeing the world and becoming worldly through this and who are striving in a very direct way, with both physical pain and remaking themselves in a way that parallels a lot of the struggles elsewhere and is seen that way by the people around them and by the people who turn out to watch them. And I imagine there's an element of that in, in every country. We certainly all have our sports heroes who in some way transcend other aspects of uh, national division or national trouble or national identity and kind of reshape that. And it's particularly interesting with cycling, because although it's not the national sport, which is soccer, what it does is the cycling actually winds through the whole country. It, it actually is a kind of uh, tour uh, for the Rwandans as well. And one of the amazing things is to have all of these African riders getting to know so much of Africa inch by inch by road as part of their sport, rather than just shooting around from stadium to stadium. It seems like that could be highly symbolic. Yeah, it's it's quite powerful. It seems to me to be a good thing that they're uh, all riding in the same race and, and neighbors from uh, other countries have got teams there. They've got Benin, Burkina Faso. Uganda's got a team, which also is a country that neighbors the East and has a long history of uh, being entangled in the wars, at least as much as Rwanda. So does this really constitute diplomacy? I don't think it's going to make any concrete difference in that respect, but it can't hurt. It can only help for other levels of people sort of just connecting on the literally street level. Philip Gurevich with The New Yorker magazine. Thanks so much for your time. Always great talking to you.